Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Easy Does It, a podcast created specifically for the amazing members of the MJ team. Rob and I are super excited to be back with you for episode two. Um, How's life been treating you, Rob? You know, the Lord has been good. It is Christmas time. It's right around the corner. I don't know when you guys are going to be listening to this, but I'll tell you what, it is just a few days away. And I feel like I'm pretty ready for it. Are you ready for it? Yeah, I think we're ready for it. I read I read uh, a meme the other day that said the time between Thanksgiving and Christmas is like that last lap in Mario Kart where <laughs> the lights are flashing fast and the music's playing faster. It's like exciting, and but it's stressful. And so um, I'm ready for a full day in my PJs on Christmas Day. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. In the, in the green robe. The green robe. Oh, that's what I'm talking about. Yep, yep. I sure. do not. I do not have one of those. <laughs> yep. But uh, it sounds like it's really nice. Yep. She'll come back out in this episode. I'm sure the green robe. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Everyone, uh, thank you so much for popping on the podcast. We are pumped about having you here, and just wanted to give you an idea of what the purpose of this podcast is. So Morrising is an amazing place, and we wanted to actualize what we do here. And so we are a learning and growth organization. And what better way to bring learning and growth to you but via a podcast? So maybe you're in your truck driving around, you're listening at your desk. Maybe you're not a Morris Jenkins employee, but you should be. You are going to listen and hear some really good stuff, and we're excited to have you here. And what you can expect on this podcast is we'll bring learning moments to you. We will love talking about things in the training team. We spend a lot of time just talking about topics, things that we're hearing in our learnings, whether it be in our classes or just things that we listen to or hear. So we're going to bring that stuff to you. We may have some guest speakers, some interviews. We're going to bring a wide range of topics to you for you to listen to at your leisure. So we are absolutely excited that you're here. Definitely. I recognized after we recorded the first podcast that I failed to explain where the name Easy Does It comes from. So most of our MJ folks know that our purpose, actually not most of our MJ folks, all of our MJ folks know that our purpose for doing business is to make it easy for customers to do business with us. So that's where we came up with the word easy. And if you look up the phrase easy does it on the Googs, it will uh, kind of give you an explanation of like, it's, it's like, chill out, sit back, take a step back, take a deep breath. And we kind of hope that that's what will give you the opportunity to do on this podcast. As you're listening, you'll have an opportunity to stop and reflect and think about what we're saying and apply it to your own life. And so we thought that that was the perfect marriage. We want to make it easy for customers to do business with us. We want to make it easy for you guys to grow yourselves. And we want to give you that opportunity to pause and step back and and reflect about some things and then move forward with that new information and whatever uh, feels good for you. And so there you have it. Easy does it was born. We want to make it easy. That's right. I love it. So some things that you'll hear in our podcast is we'll not only bring you some good topics to listen to, but then also we want to hear a little word from Dewey. So Mr. Jenkins used to always write, and we still currently do it today, the Dews News. And so there would be some topics that would be discussed in that, some good information brought from uh, our operations or tactical team or from Dewey himself, typically from him. And so there's some really good stuff in there and we want to bring that to you. So 
This one dates all the way back to November 2013. And I love this topic. He talks a little bit about adversity in this, and it's right around this time. So uh, Meredith and I both have different areas highlighted here to talk about, and I wanted to bring this to you. So in the topic for adversity, it says this, when you learn what you need to learn from your problem, your problem goes away. But then, and here's the key, it's replaced by another problem for us to master. And I absolutely love that. Adversity is one of those things that's easy for us to turn away from. It's easy for us to avoid it. You know it's coming. You can have that anticipation. But there's something for us to learn from that. And the beautiful part about it is once you learn what you need to learn, you can move on and it'll no longer be a problem for you. But the gift, and that's the key part, the gift is you get a new problem to master. And typically it's more complicated or harder. But that's the beautiful part about life is about the growth piece, which we just recently talked about. So adversity can be one of those beautiful gifts. Yeah, I believe it's it's really hard. You know, when you're going up against things, I at the beginning of the article he talks about, it's harder to be thankful for things that go wrong. And it makes me think, my dad used to always say, everybody's happy when everybody's winning. Oh, yeah. Right? So when your favorite team starts losing or things start going downhill for you, it's a lot harder in that moment to look for the lesson learned or to be thankful for whatever that problem is that's come your way. And it makes me think uh, of the book, You Are a Badass by Jen Sincero. She gives the advice in there when you are, are up against adversity to use the phrase, this is good because. So if, if you have a situation in front of you and you, you're having a hard time looking for that lesson in that situation, use the phrase, this is good because, and see if you can figure out what that problem is there to teach you. Because I do think that's the, that's the biggest part around what Dewey is saying here is that we're given these problems to learn from. And we want to make sure that we learn the lesson that's there to be learned so that the problem doesn't keep coming back up for us over and over and over again. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing like uh, dealing with a problem over and over and wondering what is the fix. Another good quote from Stanley Arnold, he talks about the seeds, the seeds of the solution. And he says, every problem contains the seeds of its own solution. So when you're dealing with a problem over and over again, there's typically clues in there that'll point to a direction on how you should solve it. You just have to have the right glasses on per se to know how to solve it. So if you're dealing with that right now, some good stuff from the Dewey's News. Yes. There you go. Dewey, always dropping the knowledge. Love it. Yep. Thank you, Dewey. Okay. We have an interesting topic uh, to bring to you for this episode, and we are a little bit curious as to what everyone's take is on this topic, and so we're going to start out by sharing our thoughts uh, on our topic for the week. And so what it is that we're going to be bringing to you today is the idea of New Year's resolutions. It's about that time of year. Uh, you may have done resolutions before in the past, or maybe you haven't, uh, but we want to kind of see or think about where everyone's thought process, process is around New Year's resolutions. I will say I have made New Year's resolutions in the past. I will also say that the majority of them have failed uh, and likely failed pretty miserably, maybe within the first couple of weeks or so. <laughs> uh, so I feel like I've come to the place where I don't really 
mm, I don't know about saying this, but I'm going to say it anyway. I don't really believe in New Year's resolutions. I believe in change. I believe in goals. I believe in growth. But there's something about the idea of these resolutions, maybe because I've failed at them so many times, uh, it feels like it needs a little bit more oomph than maybe we give it. What about you, Rob? What do you think about New Year's resolutions? I like what I like where your mind is at with that because I kind of feel the same. So resolutions, they're not inherently bad. I don't believe that they are. And there's a lot of really good successful people out there that have set resolutions and been very successful at it. For me, it's kind of the same. I've set resolutions in the past. I've tried to tackle them. Some of them I did. A lot of them I I didn't make it. And what we're going to talk about today is where they come from. We'll give you some statistics, and then we'll also give you some solutions to it. And one thing that I didn't have was those systems and solutions in place on how to maintain them and continue forward. So I, I, I would say that's probably why I wasn't successful. But one thing I love about working here, and this has shifted some things for me, is I don't necessarily need a certain day of the year to say I'm going to set a goal for myself. We, we do it here at Morshingens all the time. You're setting your priorities for the quarter. You have to break those down. You have little mini goals, if you will. And so we are really, I guess, Meredith, setting resolutions all the time, but Mm -hmm. it's all year long. And maybe this just called something different for us. But I would say the nature of it coming back around every year, this is the time to set your goals. We don't always necessarily need that. So that's kind of how I feel with it. Yeah, I actually read that. And as we were preparing for the podcast, uh, I read that it feels... I don't know if our brains do this or our bodies do this or if it's a combination of both, but the new year feels like a natural reset point. It feels like a natural place to stop, look back over the the previous year, look forward to the new year. And I think that's why New Year's resolutions happen when they do. You'll also hear people do things like this around a birthday, particularly a milestone birthday. So mm-hmm. if you're getting ready to turn... 40 or 50. I'm not, I'm not there yet. But if you're getting ready to hit a big milestone birthday, sometimes that's another time where it feels right to press a reset button or set a new goal. So I think I, I understand for sure where the, this idea, what did I accomplish this year? What did I not accomplish this year? What, what do I feel like in my life could be better? And, and it kind of just so happens that our brains, I guess, tell us that this is the right time to, to have that type of reflection. Yeah. I do know Tony Robbins talks a lot about the different human needs and some people need certainty. Some people require uncertainty, no surprises. Some people like them. You know the answer to that. Definitely not you. <laughs> and so we all need different things, but one thing that we definitely need is growth in our life. And so he talks about what growth looks like for each person. It may vary, but we all require some certain element of that, whether it be in a relationship, if it's at work, if it's uh, in a sport. I do know as, you know, kids get older, they get better at sports, they learn things, but we always want to be progressing all the time. So growth is actually a human need. We need it, but how it looks for us, it all looks very different. So we all have to recognize if we all require and need it, is there a certain time of year, just like you were saying, that it's maybe more lucrative to us or it's more interesting to us or maybe just everybody's doing it and that's why we feel this need. We yeah. want to belong with other people. 
So whether that be you where it's, I want to do it because everybody else is doing it, it just makes sense, or it's a good excuse to do it. It's like, hey, I need to change this about myself. Either way, you are leaning into that human need. So hopefully today we can give you some strategies on how to tackle that. And we have some interesting statistics for you guys too, because it's kind of interesting where it comes from, but then also what are people leaning towards as well? Yeah, it, um, I think what you were what you were just saying made me think that we're calling this podcast New Year's resolutions, but quite honestly, the things that we're going to talk about today, you could use anytime you're setting a goal, anytime you're setting a priority, anytime you're trying to make a step in a different direction, you could use the things that we're going to talk about today, regardless of the time of year. So um, I did want to throw in a few little facts. Um, I, I let my nerd flag fly when we're in the podcast. So when we talked about creating this podcast today and we talked about where do they come from, Rob already shared with you partially where they come from, which is uh, this desire for change and growth. Um, I went a little bit different route to no one's surprise. I went on to the History Channel and um, I Googled it, where do resolutions come from? And honestly, they've been around for 4,000 years. That's a long time, y'all. That's a long, long time. That's what Dewey would call a principle. Principles are things that have been around. They were around a long, long time ago, and they'll be around for a long, long time. So this has been here. This need for this progression forward has been here for a long time. The ancient Babylonians are the ones who started New Year's resolutions. They did it in conjunction with crop planning, so it didn't actually happen in January. Uh, but they thought, of course, if, um, if they set these resolutions and they stuck to them, then the gods would look favorably on them and give them crops and, and of course, a way to live. So uh, I thought that that was really interesting that, um, that they've been around or this desire uh, has been around for that long. When, when did they do theirs? March. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, and then Julius Caesar came along. He didn't like the March idea. And I think he just like, he did what he wanted to do. He, he nixed that trash. <laughs> yep. Uh, and he said, we're going to do it in January uh, to honor the Roman god Janus. That's where the name January comes from. Mm. See, this is what you get when you go on the History Channel. <laughs> you get all kinds of details. So Janus, the god Janus, and I'll link um, a photo of Janus in the show notes. He has, uh, the statue has two faces, one facing forward and one facing back, which symbolizes the looking back over the previous year and looking forward into the year to come. So I found that that was really interesting that, that it's been around for that long and that there's kind of that much history behind it. Yeah, yeah. So it sounds like it's the natural order of things. We all feel like we need it and it came from somewhere and it's been around for a long time. Yeah. You know, when I look at resolutions, I think about what do we want to what do we want to try to fix? What are we trying to strive towards? And just looking at some of the statistics, um, the areas that people typically lean towards is fitness was the first one, number one. Y'all know I like fitness. The second one was finances. Uh, the third and the fourth was mental health and weight loss. So it's kind of interesting seeing where people lean. And it makes a lot of sense. You see a lot of times uh, in the fitness industry, people flood in right around January. Y'all know if y'all going to the gym, me and the brotherhood, we're going down to good old Planet Fitness 
And I tell you what, we're like two, three weeks away. It's about to get nuts. Y'all better get ready. But they'll be there for a period of time, and then they kind of float out, which, you know, if you're going to join a gym, do it around March. You'll be good to go, which is the new year for the Babylon. Look how that worked. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, finances are good and mental health. I mean, it, it all makes sense where people want to make a change. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's interesting that you say that, that there's lots of people at the gym in January, and then you give it a little bit of time, and there's not as many people. And if we look at the statistics... You would know, Rob. You would know why that is, Rob. Sixty-four percent of people who make New Year's resolutions they abandon them within a month. So, by the time February rolls around, it'll be it'll be thinning out at the Planet Fitness by then. It tracks. It yeah. tracks. <laughs> so, uh, which I think right there tells us that if we make them, and some of us make them year after year after year but we abandon them within a month. That means that the way that we've approached that New Year's resolution, that new goal, whatever you want to call it, is uh, it was lacking in some way, shape, or form. So some other statistics that we have here, 45% of people make resolutions, Mm -hmm. which is actually lower than I thought it would be. Same. I thought it would be more people than that. Um, And this one, get ready for it. 8%, 8% are successful in achieving their New Year's resolutions. That is insane. That's that's that little eight is a sad little number right there on my paper. It's, I mean, totally understand. And um, I was in the other, what would that be? 92% um, of New Year's resolutions failing. So I think that um, if we look at that and we say 64% abandoned within a month, only 8% are successful, then we know it's got to be a little bit more than just I'm going to lose 20 pounds or I'm going to save more money or I'm going to go to the gym more times in a week. We, we've got to make a better plan than that in order for uh, that New Year's resolution to be successful. Yeah. So why in the world do people quit? Why, why would we fall out of alignment with that commitment that we made, the idea that we had? And, and just maybe weeks prior, you felt so good about it. And you're like, you know what? I'm getting my life in order. Here's what I'm going to go do. Sometimes you tell people, sometimes you don't. But why do people quit? So some some thoughts to think about for all of us, because I found myself in the same position. Um, the first one I can think of is we aren't changing the systems that we have in place. And before we get off this podcast, before we end, we're going to give you some ideas on some systems. But what I mean by that is I am going to, let's say, I'm going to go eat healthy. But I I don't change my shopping habits. I don't change my environment around me. I'm not changing how I approach eating. If I if I don't change my systems that I have in place, I will be doomed to repeat things. If I have a candy dish on the corner of my desk and I look at it every single day, you're not changing the environment. The likelihood of you cheating and doing that is pretty high. Going back to a book called Atomic Habits by James Clear. He stresses highly on setting up proper systems for yourself. And we're going to explain more of what that is and give you some of those. But if I don't change my systems, I will be doomed to repeat the same habits over and over again, no matter how strongly I feel about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I remember you hearing, I've heard you say before that that willpower 
the willpower and the motivation that was so strong at the beginning, it, it can only take you so far. And so that candy dish, it, to me, it's no different than this time of year that we're in right now. You know, it's like at our house right now, we have cookies, we have Chex Mix, we have cinnamon rolls, we have all of these things at, at our house that we normally would not have. And I can only walk by the cinnamon rolls. So I can only say no to the cinnamon rolls so many times before I cave and I have one. Yeah. And so that motivation doesn't, the willpower, it does, it's not gonna carry you through, at yeah. least not for the long haul. And, and let's be clear, there is no way you're walking past Shallon's legendary cinnamon <laughs> rolls that she cooked today. There's not a chance. No, no, absolutely not. I told her to save me some. There was none left. <laughs> Sad day. So some other things to think about why people quit is accountability. I can guarantee you if you tell five friends that this is the goal that you have, the likelihood of you sticking with it longer just by you simply telling somebody and knowing that they know, you know, I know, you know, mm -hmm. you, you'll have a much higher chance of sticking to it. People holding you accountable is a big, big piece of that. If you tell no one, you'll be more likely to let yourself down simply because no one else knows. Yeah. So having accountability, having someone on your side, whether it be a significant other, coworkers, anybody, just having that accountability piece is a big change, um, a big benefit for you keeping steady with your goals. Yeah, I think it is. It's, um, it, we say written is real, right? We say, we say that it's important to write things down. So I think writing those things down is important. I think finding someone, obviously that takes some trust. It takes a little bit of vulnerability, right? To put that out there to other people, but to really just say, this is what I wanna do and I need your help. The thing about it is, is most of the people in your life that care about you, they want to help. They, they want to help you through whatever it is that you, that you want to go through or that you want to fix or make better. So it's, it's perfectly fine to reach out to somebody and say, hey, I'm gonna check, with, check in with you um, once a week, twice a week, three times a week, whatever you need, just to make sure that you know you have, you have somebody there that's gonna be checking in with you. To me, it makes me think of, like in Weight Watchers, you have to come in, you have to go, well, in the good old days, you went to the Weight Watchers place and you had to weigh in every single week so when you step on that scale and you done gone up 10 pounds in one week, somebody has to answer for that. And you're the only person who put the food to, to the mouth, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like, you know, when you step on that scale, you're gonna have to answer for whatever that number is. And that is that built-in accountability. I think it's no different than you guys going to the gym together. You know, it's like, oh, everybody else is showing up. I've got to show up too. And it's just, you may not even say that you're holding each other accountable, but that's what's happening. Yeah. Yeah. Accountability is a, accountability is real. Going back to the brotherhood, Mr. Eddie was uh, holding one of our members accountable. You know who you are. <laughs> but they, uh, they find themselves in certain mornings of the week where they can't wake up in the morning. And Eddie is the first one on the text group to let you know that you're not here and I'll take a photo and send it and the accountability piece is real because that person came the next day. Now they might not show up again later mm -hmm. at another day, but the accountability is there every single time. And it's not one of those, you know, you, you can have different forms of accountability where it's a little bit more vicious. Ours is playful, of course, and 
slight jabs as well. But accountability nonetheless is really, really important. So thinking about what are the things that hold me back from accomplishing my goals, there's always reasons for it. And so just like going back to our original quote with adversity, there's something for you to learn from this. If you set goals for yourself, resolutions, you've got to ensure if I keep failing this, you got to think about why does this keep coming back up? Otherwise, we're doomed to repeat it over and over again. Yep. All right. Are we ready? We're ready. Okay. So we've talked about what do we need to put in place to not be in, no, to be in the 8% that are successful in achieving around here at Moore Shankins, it ain't going to be 8% y'all. Around here, we're going to know what we need to do, what things we need to put in place so that more than 8% of us can be successful in our New Year's resolutions or whatever goals or priorities we set for ourselves. So I'm going to start. Okay. Is that okay with you? Please do. Okay. I'm going to start and then Rob can jump in uh, and he might have some things to add to, to the things that I have written down here as some ideas for you to consider. So first and foremost, and you're going to hear this word probably on every single podcast that we do to some extent, is this word reflection. So the first thing to do is to reflect on how and why you got to the place where you feel this particular thing needs to be addressed. You have to start with the man in the mirror. Uh, and you have to be honest with yourself. So if you've decided that you're going to save more money, let's say Rob, Rob shared with us earlier that finance was one of those things that people focus on for their, their New Year's resolutions. If, if you wanna save more money or if you wanna get out of debt, whatever that is, you have to start with focusing on the behaviors that got you into debt to begin with because without recognizing what those behaviors are and figuring out how you're going to change them, you're setting yourself up for failure. So I think that the first thing is to really think about why is this the New Year's resolution that you're setting? Something at some point has happened to plant this seed in your mind that this is where you need to focus your time and attention. So I think that's number one is taking a good, hard, long look at yourself. Yeah, that's absolutely important. You, you, you can't set out on a journey and know where you're going if you don't know where the starting point is. Mm-hmm. I have, uh, if you've ever been in my office, I have a giant Candyland board that we created and we did some fun games with. But you know what the destination is. You know where you're going. You're trying to get to the end of the trail. But if you don't know what point on the board or the map that you're starting at, you have no idea which way to go and which the, what's the best pathway for you. So that's absolutely important. Something else that we talked about in the growth podcast last time was smart goals. So when we think about setting goals for ourselves, if you say, hey, I have a hundred pound weight loss goal, or I want to run a marathon, any of those types of goals, any type of goal at all, you have to think about what is the big goal and how can I break this down? If you think about, I have to lose this amount of weight, I have to run this distance, I have to achieve whatever this big goal is, it is monumental. It's huge to think about and trying to make it to the end of that. You might not even know where to start. So breaking goals down and making them bite-sized and smaller will definitely help you with that. Smart goals, they allow you to get very specific on what you're looking for, how you will measure it, thinking about, is it even important to me? Is it relevant to me? How am I going to attain that? And thinking about what is the timetable we're looking at here? 
when you break it down and put it into that formula, it can really help you get hyper clear on what you're looking for and how you can get there. And sometimes you may find that the goal might be too big and there's no way that you can accomplish it in the timeline that you've set. Maybe it's going to take longer or maybe you've broken it down and you recognize this isn't important or relevant to the bigger goal that I have or the strategy that I have in place isn't going to get me there. So whether, whether it's a big goal or a small goal, if you plug it into that formula, it'll really help you out. And we'll tag a link so you can see what smart goals look like broken down. Um, the, the planner that we have for that will be really helpful for you. Yeah, I like the specific aspect of a SMART goal. I think about instead of your New Year's resolution or your goal being I'm going to exercise more, you say something like I'm going to walk three times a week for 45 minutes or I'm going to go to the gym three times a week for X amount of time. And I also think it's important to recognize that if, if, you've, if you're not going to the gym at all, if you're not walking at all, then to say you're going to jump right in and do three times a week for 45 minutes or, or whatever it may be, that might be asking a lot of yourself initially. And we need to have some small victories. We need to show up at the gym, get on the treadmill for five minutes, and then walk back out. It, it, and that's okay. It's okay if you have to start with those small bite-sized pieces and pat yourself on the back when you accomplish those small specific things that you've set for yourself. So I love the specific aspect of the SMART goal setting. Yeah, absolutely. All right, my second one is, I think it's also important after you do some reflection on how and why you got to the place where you are that you really think about your why uh, for wanting what it is that you want from this goal or this New Year's resolution. That can really help with your motivation. So for example, if I say that I want to work on my diet or work on being more active, more physically fit, that's great. Um, I do want to feel better in my clothes. I want to be more confident. Those are all really great things. But really and truly, my why for wanting to eat better and be more active is because I don't want to miss a single milestone in my children's lives. Um, I look at my parents and my mom, she will get out there in the water and swim with the girls and play with the girls. And she's in there doing more than I'm doing right? Water, uh, water, water guns. Yep. Those, water balloon. Those, those yeah. things. <laughs> <laughs> water balloons, water gun fights. I mean, she's, she's in there with them. And I mean, you know, my mom is in her seventies and I'm, I'm really proud of the fact that, and, and my girls love it. They yeah. love spending time with her because she can do that. And so, yes, is it nice to be able to buy a size smaller in my jeans? Of course, that, that is a confidence builder. But at the end of the day, my why for wanting to do those things is is much, much bigger than that. Yeah. Go get it, Gigi. That's right. <laughs> Gigi jumping right in the lake. Right? I love that. <laughs> um, so uh, the, the systems, you know, when we're talking about systems to do that or to accomplish these goals is you really have to think through what the plan is going to be. So if I set a goal for myself to walk three times a week for 45 minutes, what am I going to do when it rains, right? What am I going to do when one of the girls has to go to dance or volleyball? What am I going to do then? There has to be a, a bigger plan than get more fit, walk three times a week, and you have to be willing to put the time and effort into developing what that actual action plan is going to look like so that you know no matter what happens, 
you're ready to overcome it and stick and stick the stay with the course. Yeah, that makes sense. Even thinking about the goal that you have for yourself, like being there for your daughters and thinking about that in the long term, something that can also help you with that. And that I want to offer everybody is the identity that goes behind those goals to truly change yourself and think about why, why am I setting this goal for yourself or even better yet, what type of person am I trying to become? When you set that at the end of that trail, at the end of that pathway, you can start to think right now, who do I need to become in order to be that person later down the road? And those little milestones along the way can contribute towards that identity change. So what I mean by that, an example of that would be from straight out of James Clear book, he talks about uh, being a runner. And so if you're going to run a marathon, there's a lot that goes into that, just like Meredith was talking about with the walking. How am I going to achieve this goal? I need to set systems in place for myself. So when it becomes, when it comes to being a marathon runner, there's a lot that goes into that. I have to think about my training. I have to run. Sometimes that language of I have to do something versus I get to do something can change your mindset around that. But instead of simply saying, I'm going to run a marathon, you have to have a different thought pattern. It's I am a runner. Because if we're simply going to run a marathon, once the marathon's done, what happens? You fall off, right? It's, I don't have any more things I need to do. I'm good to go. And then you would maybe set the next goal for yourself. But what happens in the interim between the two? Are you no longer that person? So it's, I am a runner. That's an identity change that you can get behind. And you start to believe what you tell yourself. Instead of saying, hey, would you like a cigarette? And you're like, well, no, I don't smoke anymore. It's I'm not a smoker. Those thought patterns and shifts begin to change your identity because in your mind, you have this notion in your mind that this is who I am. What do runners do? They run. So when you think about it, identity change is one of those important pieces that can help grease the gears towards that final goal for yourself, but it takes practice. It takes intentionality, even if it's putting a post-it on your desk or telling other people holding you accountable. Mm -hmm. It's funny that you say that because when I was talking to Michael, my husband, about this podcast, we talked about that exact thing. I think about you and I think about Michael. And as long as I've known both of you um, taking care of your bodies and it's that's part of who you are. You don't have to set a goal to work on your fitness because that's who you are. As long as I have known my husband, there has always been some physical goal out in front of him that he's always been working toward, yeah. uh, whether it's an Ironman, whether it's uh, a half marathon, whatever it is, uh, he always has some sort of physical aspect of himself. That's who he is. For me, not so much the physical aspect, although I'm working on that. Um, I am a reader. I don't need to set goals for myself to read because that's part of who I am. It is part of of my being. So I think that when you're thinking about a mindset shift, and I honestly, I think this, I think this is why I go back to the first statements that I made about resolutions is that I think the goal setting and wanting to make a change is fantastic. But I think what I've recognized over particularly the course of this year and really working on myself is that those things are great. 
but really to make a long lasting, long term shift in yourself, you something has to change about the way that you view things. And just like you're saying, if once the marathon's over, then what's next? Uh, and I think once you change your mind about who you are and, and making it part of your identity, then it's not about it. It sticks with you forever and ever and ever. You're that person. It, it never changes. I'm curious. What are your thoughts on how people can change their mind about themselves in that identity shift? I think that it's the reflection. I think it goes back to a lot of the reflection pieces. Uh, I think it is much easier for us to blame outside circumstances for the things that are going wrong in our lives. and we all own a part in the things that are not going the right way for us. And so I think the reflection piece comes in, like let's say I wanna build better relationships with the people in my life. Well, I have to step back and look at why the relationships aren't working to begin with, and I can guarantee you it is not all the other person's fault. Mm. That's one of the biggest things I think that I've recognized this year is that I am at fault in a lot of these situations, so I have to fix me because I can't fix the other person. And so I think it is. I think it's figuring out those things that you really need to work on and then figuring out how to work on them. Do I need to get some different self-talk going on in my head? Do I need to have some sticky reminders on my desk? Do I need to listen to a different podcast in the morning? I, you have to start making those, those changes don't happen by magic. Uh, so I think that it's, uh, it's something that we have to recognize we have control over those changes. That, that actually reminds me of something in a book that I read not too long, long ago, uh, the six minute x-ray, he was talking about the locus of control, Mm. just going back to outside circumstances. He talks about in his book, uh, Chase Hughes, he mentions locus of control in that some people have more of an external locus of control or internal. Um, So do I believe that I have control over my environment, my decisions? Mm. If you have that more internal focus, then it's, I can change things. If you have more of an external locus of control, then it's the environment has control over me and my destiny and destinations. And so that shift, everybody feels differently about that. If you want to change things, you have to really reflect. I've been this, I've been in this situation for a really long time. Why? And when you reflect and say, it really is my decisions. There is always going to be outside circumstances that you can't do anything about. If it's mm-hmm. going to rain outside, bring a coat. Right. I can't control the rain. I can control how I handle it. Even the t- challenging situations that we're in, there is elements that are, are in your control. And mm-hmm. we tend to get fixated on the ones that are not. And then we just say, I can't do anything because. Well, what can you do? There's mm-hmm. always something that you can do. And so locus of control is an important piece. And you might ask yourself when you're making these resolutions and the excuses that come of why we don't reach them, which we all do it. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I achieve that? Think about what words come out of your mouth. I didn't achieve it because was it something I did or I, I just couldn't do it because this, this and this happened. And I, 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 I don't even know what I'm going to. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't know why, whose voice that is. but <laughs> <laughs> That's what might be what it can sound like. If that's you. This might be something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I think uh, a lot of it comes back to to that changing. Are you and are you ready to com- make that kind of commitment and that kind of change? Yeah. So, um, OK, 
I feel like we gave quite a few things. Hopefully we did. Some yeah. things that everybody can walk away with. Um, all right, if I missed any, I tried to make a list while we were going through them. But if I missed any, jump in and tell me, okay? Yeah. All right, so we have uh, the rapid fire recap here. Uh, we'll provide some of this information, like Rob said, in the show notes as well. Obviously, as we're preparing for these podcasts, we're looking for resources and things that we can pull together. And so we'll, uh, we'll put some of those things in the show notes if you guys are interested in reading about or learning more about the things that we've offered for you here today. So we started off with Dewey uh, teaching us about being given problems so that we can grow, embracing those problems and figuring out what you can learn from it so that those same problems don't keep coming back to you over and over and over again. Um, the second thing we talked about was that resolutions have been around for a literal bazillion years and uh, most people don't keep them. Most people abandon them within a month or so. We also talked about how it's a human need for us to want to change and the new year seems like as good a time as any to do it, right? But you can really do it anytime you want to. That's right. Right. You just got to be ready to go. Uh, and then we talked about how the new year is a great time. It's a great time to push the reset button and to look back at the things that you accomplished accomplished over the previous year, but then also think about what didn't happen for you that year that you wished that it would have. And then putting those systems in place to support your goals. Uh, we talked about reflection. How and why did you get to the place where you need that to be a resolution? We talked about breaking down those goals into the smallest possible pieces. We all need to feel some success with a goal to keep going towards the end game. So making sure that you break those goals down, that you make them as specific as possible. You can use that SMART acronym that Rob talked about. We talked about finding your why. Why are you setting these goals for yourself and not just the surface level wise, but the, the real down deep wise. Those are the things that we really need to get to the heart of. And then we talked about mindset shift. So it's not that I'm going to, um, it's not that I'm going to run more. It's I'm going to become a runner. I am a runner and saying that to yourself, those two words I am can be incredibly powerful. So start using them to move towards those goals. Absolutely. Y'all hopefully today was benef beneficial for you. And whether you're listening to this before the new year or it's past the new year at any point, you can create some goals for yourself and moving forward. You could even just call them intentions or becomings. Any of that will work. So when we think about this last little piece, what are you going to do with it? Are you going to take these things and run? Are you going to find reasons why you can't achieve your goals? It's completely in your hands. So the call to action for you today, take these strategies, break it down into small little pieces and just move the ball forward. That's all you got to do. Make a plan, move forward, whatever that looks like for you. Easy does it, right? That's, That's it. Right. Get, get started. Um, just get started. Take whatever the next step is. All right. Well, we are officially out there in the wide, wide world of podcasts. So follow us 
uh, wherever you listen to your podcast so that you'll know anytime that we come out with a new episode. Uh, give us uh, a review there too as well if you feel like doing that. And then you can always email us at easydoesitatmorrisjenkins.com. You can jump on our, che- our team's channel. And if you have any topics that you want us to cover, if you're interested in being on the podcast, we would absolutely love to hear from you. And um, I think that's about all we offer this time, Rob. That's it. That's it. All right. Well, we'd like to wish you and your family a very safe and happy holiday. We will see y'all in the new year. Peace, love, and easy does it. Appreciate y'all.